0: In the tree-covered forests of Pennsylvania and the northeastern United States, lurks a monster described as being of so sensitive a nature as to shed tears if its feelings are injured. Once the thing of lumberjack legends, this squishy, soft-hearted cryptid has moseyed its way into all of our hearts. If you find yourself in this beast's preferred habitat, the sounds of winds whistling in the woods may not be the wind at all, but instead, this creature's tearful wails. This week's episode is The Squonk. You ever heard of legends like Paul Bunyan and things like that when you were a kid? Yeah. Big old Paul Bunyan. Fully thought it was real. (laughs) And
1: didn't he have a blue ox? Named Babe. You should know. Babe? You say Babe all the time. Babe the blue ox. That's right. Yeah, I know. I've never associated with that. Usually it's the pig. That's true. When I think of the name Babe (laughs) for an animal. Giant pig Reboot Paul oh. Bennion and Babe the Pig, <laughs> but the size of
0: Babe the Ox. I want to watch that remake. It's like Babe's <laughs> baby that like grew up to be that big. Damn. Or what makes, bl- uh, I don't think you can make a blue ox with a pink pig. So, like a giant uh- purple pig that's. Wait a second.
1: Do you mean like if Blucifer and a pig <laughs> mated? That's it. That's how big <laughs>
0: blue. And it's just got the most veiny grundle you've ever seen. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> veiny and pink (laughs) throbbing purple i guess pink and pink
0: and blue make purple (laughs) throbbing grundle that is a children's tale we all need to write and be a part of you know what it will teach us a lot it'll teach us a lot so that was a tall tale is a great thing if you know that it's not true but i'm so gullible that i for like a hot minute too long arguably i was too old to be like well of course he was 30 feet tall
1: so is that why you thought they were called Tall Tail?
0: <laughs> Honestly, because he was just tall. I did. I was like, oh, Tall Tail. It's about everyone that's tall. They're like, well, really, <laughs> sort of a stretch of the truth. But a lot of times mm. they're like, it was, it was the most enormous thing I've ever seen. So it, it does have to do with you know, if lumberjacks are sitting around a fire and they're all going to exaggerate, they're going to exaggerate about how big the wood was or how big something was.
1: It's like anybody telling a story. It was catching a fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seeing a bear, I think it all gets a little bigger every as time you the tell The tail goes
0: on and on. Yeah, your yes. hands get a little bit further apart each time. Mm-hmm. While this, uh, this cryptid is up in the northeastern United States. Where well, then I guess I'm moving to the northeastern <laughs> United States because I, you know what?
1: No, I'm gonna let the squonk be. Yes, I just want the squonk to know if you're listening that I deeply relate to you and. I
0: think you're beautiful. I think the squonk is beautiful, too. It bums me out to think that the squonk has any self-worth problems or doubts because this is a beloved cryptid. Not only have we been asked a million times to cover it, it's on the internet. You know, people make memes of it. They make fan art of it because it is relatable because I was squonking last night, if I may be honest. Oh, well,
1: you know, I mean, what you do (laughs) on a... Monday. Monday. What's today? Tuesday. Oh wow! Monday, Monday night, night with Paris. That's y'all's business. So <laughs> it was one of those. Or by
0: yourself, you I know. Was, oh, it was open. I was open with it. Was one of those where I was. You know, you're kind of in like a bummed out mood, and I kept going. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong with me, and then I just started sobbing and crying. And it came together that I had heard a song that made me think of my dad. And it was one of those, like, mm. grief is not just a one – you know, my dad died in 2017. It's not just a one-time thing. And I, no. having researched the squonk, I'm on the couch just sobbing. And I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> you could cry. You probably won't dissolve. And I didn't. I'm still here because I'm you not
1: You're still there. I also sobbed yesterday <laughs> Why did unexpectedly we hang out? <laughs> while – Go into the bathroom. That is not while I was sobbing. I was doing my favorite thing while I go to the bathroom, which is scroll TikTok. And I came upon a TikTok that was also about loss and grief. And I urge everyone, if you haven't, to listen to the interview with Stephen Colbert and Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper is an atheist. Stephen Colbert is a Catholic. And they've both lost parents and had significant loss in their life. So... They were discussing that. And Steven Colbert, who I have decided, you know, when they asked, like, what are, if you could have your perfect dinner party, who are like three people you would have, he would be at the table. certainly, Because I have never seen him speak a, an unkind word about anyone. You know what I mean? He's just yeah. like so eloquent and so kind and thoughtful and funny. But he speaks about grief and being appreciative for your life and how if you want to be appreciative for your life, that is all of your life, grief included. And he lost two of his brothers and his dad in a plane crash when he was 10, which like severely impacted his life. And he was telling Anderson Cooper, I, of course, you know, wish that had never happened, but it did. And like, that is part of my life and my grief, it's allowed me to connect with other people on a deeper level, especially when it comes to grief and loss. Because unless you've experienced that firsthand, it's kind of hard to, like, empathize. So he said it's it's made all of his relationships from, like, his kids, his wife, his friends, colleagues, deeper and more meaningful because he's kind of embraced all of that. So Aww. I... Came out of the bedroom, and I was <laughs> sobbing, and I was like, I'm fine. It was just- Even so Tommy's like, what just happened? And I was like, it was a TikTok, which <laughs> happens quite a bit, that I just emerged crying because I've seen a TikTok. Yeah, so all that to say, we all got a little squonkiness where we're just feeling down, need to cry it out. We didn't dissolve. No. Had I- I could have slid under that bathroom door and re emerged on the other side. So, so would have been okay. The squonk
0: is this. I like the secret world of Alex Macking that the squonk yes. is doing where you just <laughs> liquid down and go under the door. Well, I'm glad to mm-hmm. know it's a. Uh, I'm in good company with not just the squonk, you, Stephen Colbert, we are all allowed to have feelings. And I think that's probably Mm. why so many people love the squonk so much because it's like, I just want to walk around a forest and get it out and cry. (laughs) And it's like, it feels- For real. In the moonlight? Real fucking Yes, please. (laughs) And uh, we're about to be in a forest here in uh, June. We're going to be in the Muir Woods as we drive from San Francisco Mm -hmm. to Los Angeles. San Francisco will be there on June 7th, LA on June 9th. I don't imagine we're going to cry much in the Maria woods. I think we're going to have fun, but. I think we will. And I think we'll have a lot of fun at our show, the Full Moon Energy Tour.
1: It's been such a blast. These shows are going to be super fun. I have family that'll be in the audience on LA. So that's always fun. And uh, yeah, tickets for both shows. Tight. If not sold out or almost sold out. So. If you want to get your tickets to see us on the West Coast in just a couple weeks, go to Sinisterhood.com slash live shows to secure
0: yours now. If you miss them, you'll be crying like the squonk we're discussing today. Yeah. But and we'll have to try to get you in a sack
1: <laughs> before you dissolve. The old
0: squonk sack. Well, this is uh, like 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 I said earlier, everybody's been asking us to cover it. So we dove in and did our research. But I was like. I'm gonna consult a cryptid expert because, and by consult I mean listen to their podcast, because <laughs> our friend M from and that's why we drink I feel like is an expert on all things cryptid and paranormal and mm-hmm. and in that vein. And so I found where they covered the squonk, and I thought, okay, maybe M can direct me. First thing they say, is there's really not a lot of information about the squonk, yes. and I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Was it's an elusive you.
1: creature. You know what
0: came in handy? You got your guide. One of my
1: five copies of the Compendium of North American Cryptids and Magical Creatures, the official Magamundi guide. This came in real handy.
0: I want to say it's Magamundi because I don't want <laughs> to say, say Magamundi. Magamundi? I just didn't want to say Let's Magamundi. I say Magamundi. Oh, Maga. Yeah.
1: That's like the real southern way of saying magic. So we'll say magic, which it probably is cuz magic. Mm-hmm. Magimundi or Magimundi, whatever. It's all it's all made up book, <laughs> so you know, whatever. I don't even know if that's a real word. It could all be made up. Feels good. This book is very funny though. It's very tongue-in-cheek and mm-hmm. and funny and it has little footnotes that are kind of look like they're handwritten and there's little jokes and and fun stuff throughout, so
0: would recommend. Highly
1: recommend picking yourself up a coffee if I don't have them all
0: because (laughs) I have like five copies. Thank you to everyone who loves to give us this book. We love it. And now we can give it to other people because we have multiple copies of it.
1: Yeah. Well, joke's on me because this one started to come apart. And luckily- I've got several more. There you go. So you be- <laughs> if it
0: falls apart, I got back up. <laughs> when it's like, have you ever gone through a reference book so often, like the physicians' Deaths reference or the the Federal Rules <laughs> of Civil 5. Procedure? Yeah. Well, uh, yes, I wore out my Magumunda <laughs> book of cryptids in North America. <laughs> I wore it right out. Uh, I ordered online because of this episode three different very old books about cryptids legends and tall tales because i just kept seeing reference to them and it was like this was printed in 1967 i'm like i bet i could go find that on the internet so we'll have some weird old cryptid t- uh episodes coming up because <laughs> i'm real excited about these going through these books and like you said it's fun because it is all made up but it's based on something i mean they heard some weird sound in the woods that made them say they're here in a squonk or they
1: Toxic masculinity at its (laughs)
0: finest. And
1: they don't want to admit that one of them was missing their home. They had to go out in the woods and cry about it. And everyone else was like, oh, no, that's not Daryl. Daryl's a man. That's the squonk.
0: What if they they created the squonk to protect each other so they could have their emotional time out in the forest and be like, if you go out there and try to catch it, it's going to be gone. And by the time they get out there and the guy's like crying, they're like, are you crying? He's like, no, the squonk escorted its tears (laughs) on me and it disappeared. Isn't that weird? damn <laughs> we, we yeah. cracked the code well there it episode's is. over that's <laughs> what we think <laughs> see you later no there's so much to this there's so much to this squishy little baby i love him so much well i'm christy i'm heather and let's get into it the squonk was
1: initially cataloged by william t cox state forester of minnesota in his seminal book fearsome creatures of the lumberwoods with a few desert and mountain beasts published in 1910 the book was dedicated
0: to the conticated order of hoo-hoo and all who know the fellowship of the woods. I like to think we're members of the conticated order of the <laughs> hoo-hoo, and I, I for certainly know the fellowship of the woods. <laughs> Thirty-six. <laughs> I know my fellowship. You
1: got fellowship?
0: Uh, by this time, mostly in college, a little bit in my thirties. I'm good now. What does the fellowship of the woods mean? What's that? I thought it just code meant for chasing dong. <laughs> Oh, no, I think he what? means lumberjacks. He means lumberjacks. I was saying, Oh, okay. I was never heard that metaphor, but I will now ex-
1: use, Hey, y'all going to the bar tonight to join us? To join up in Fellowship of the Woods, which is the nerdiest way to say, Are you looking to hook up?
0: <laughs> I, quite, I mean, I was in the Fellowship of the Woods, I wasn't like successful. <laughs> You were lumberjack adjacent, but... hunting,
1: but You not. weren't getting logged. Never, Okay, never. got it. Got it. <laughs> A state forester, Cox spent time in lumber camps where loggers traded tales of outlandish experiences they had in the woods. Though there was not definitive proof of any creature's existence, Cox still endeavored to catalog each of the beasts, preserving their whimsy for future generations he based the descriptions on direct information from those lumberjacks who had seen the creatures for themselves. One of these creatures was the squonk.
0: I really, my favorite part about William T. Cox is that when you look up stuff about him, it'll say the state forester of Minnesota, he was the first one to hold that position because they had such lumber mining that they needed a person whose entire job was to oversee preservation and not uh, over forestry. Like they, you know, you didn't want to over log and stripped the whole state well he got crossways with some of these logging companies and then when a new governor was elected who had been kind of elected by with some support from the logging companies cox was out on his ass damn Damn. and he's like you know what fuck y'all i'm gonna write a book about cryptids (laughs) about mythical creatures (laughs)
1: take that written by foxfire castellan annotated by win diego the Compendium of North American Cryptids and Magical Creatures classifies the squonk as a large rodent, nearly two feet long and weighing 20 pounds. Native to the eastern coast, its wrinkly body is covered in moles, boils, and pustules. Two long orange buck teeth protrude from its sad mouth, making the beast appear to most as a grotesque and nasty
0: creature. It's kind of a... Um... Increased version of a naked mole rat, like a hopped up version of a naked mole rat. Yeah. Some some
1: artist rendering, it kind of looks like a pig and a mole rat had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then um that mole rat lost a bunch of weight and its skin yes. was just real saggy. It was on, left on over its body. Yes. According to Cox, the Squonk's skin is
0: misfitting
1: leading the squonk to weep in sorrow and even avoid reflective surfaces so that it won't see its own hideous reflection. Sparsely covering the creature's ill-fitting skin is stringy, mangy fur. An ever-mournful look upon the squonk's lopsided face, its eyes constantly produce tears, even while it's sleeping, which produces an unpleasant whining sound. Adding insult to injury, squonks are also in danger of being hunted and captured, because they
0: leave behind tear-stained trails everywhere they walk. Man, who amongst us hasn't produced an unpleasant whining sound as we cried ourselves to sleep?
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> we just I'm rewatching season four of The Office, the one where Pam and Jim go and stay with Dwight at his beat bed and breakfast and he broke up with Angela so he's just in there going (laughs) and Jim opens the door he's like what is that noise he's like I'll check in the morning and when the door closes (laughs) he's like and that's what I imagine a squonk sound sounds like is Dwight mourning Angela
1: (laughs) isn't that also the episode where his cousin is (laughs) In the outhouse, and it's just slamming shut that door.
0: That sound. The Pam's like, "I'm gonna go look," and Jim said, "You're gonna go out there," and she's like, "Yeah, coward." And it's just mows pants around his ankles, and the and she goes, "What century is this?" <laughs> that's such a good episode. Michael sure what? is so fucking good at everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, but that's the sound.
1: Also, you know, it's hard to not leave a. It's like a
0: snail. In a little trail, your t- tears are just everywhere, they don't come off. No, I don't. Ha- my cousin and aunt told me the other day, as we were at our uh taco bueno party that my family has almost every week, they were saying that if you touch a snail, it won't come off your skin. Is that true? Oh, yeah, you told me that. I, I, I'm spreading i spreading rumors, I don't know if that's true. I don't know. Th- my cousin's I like, I mean, a scientist, eventually, so. it will.
1: Yeah, I guess. Everything People washes People touch off. them all the time, so at some point, but it probably leaves a shimmery
0: residue. The old squamp trail in the forest.
1: I always picked mine up by their shells. I never got the body part. I mean, I've had a snail, like a garden snail, crawl on me, and it does leave a little mark.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, no, what? I just realized. You <sighs> believed it again? No, I mean it's right. Everything's right. Y'all are right. I was envisioning when they were telling me about that snail, and literally until you said I picked it up by its shell, I was envisioning slugs. So, oh, never slugs mind. are like snails without their shell. Okay, well there we go. Anyhow, <laughs> snail trails, squonk trails, they're all the Slug same trails. Slug whatever. it up. <laughs> Sinister Hood will be right back.
1: Gave the squonk a taxonomical name in his book,
0: Lacrimacorpus dissolvens,
1: meaning "dissolving the body of tears." This refers to the creature's defense mechanism, as Cox wrote that a squonk
0: may dissolve itself in tears
1: if it found itself cornered and unable to escape. Dissolving into a puddle of its own tears isn't all bad, though. The liquid mobility allows for the squonk to reform once the danger has passed oftentimes in other locations from where it was captured. However, the Compendium of North American Cryptids and Magical Creatures warns that if the tears containing the dissolved squonk are separated into even smaller pools of tears, the squonk can perish, remaining dissolved in its
0: own tears for eternity. That's the tough part. If a squonk is in water when it cries, too, that would dissolve it into a whole pool. But if there's enough squonks, I wonder if you can make a mega squonk.
1: Oh, mega squonk (laughs) pool. And maybe they could all come together for pool time. And it's like a blob, you know, where you can like...
0: In the lake—they've got
1: those blobs. You just run and jump on them like a big
0: old <laughs> trampoline, kind of. You jump on the squonks, and they're all crying, and you feel bad. Like, oh, they're crying. It's like they just do that. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Not they love
1: it. It's fine. They cry no matter what's going on. Not You're like personal. oh, okay, hard relate. <laughs> right. Not everyone appreciates the squonks' ability to easily move about while liquefied. Squonks are herbivores. Their favorite treat being magical herbs making them a nuisance to nearby farmers who are unable to keep them from slipping through their garden gates.
0: Here we go. The squonk <laughs> is just racking up things that it relates to us for. My favorite treat is magical herbs.
1: I love magical herbs. I tend to cry even when
0: there's really no reason to. <laughs> <laughs> my skin can be saggy and weird sometimes in some places. Sometime. I'm fine with it. I, do, I don't I do mind my own reflection. Uh, I don't cry into it unless I'm already crying and then I go in the bathroom I'm like, do I look that rough? <laughs> Yeah, the answer was, yeah. last night and at least, it was, yeah.
1: Squonk's like, yeah, that's why I avoid all mirrors and reflective surfaces.
0: Anything, even water they don't want to look into. I'll mm-hmm. just walk straight into it. But I imagine, yeah, if you're a farmer and you go out to find your magical herbs have been pilfered and it's just a, tra- a tear trail, you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of
1: a bitch. In the years after Cox published his book, Squonk and the Rest of Cox's Wild beast made their way into newspapers across the country. Soon, folks from Long Beach to New York and everywhere in between knew of these fearsome creatures stalking the woods of the United States. A 1912 article in the El Paso Herald titled
0: Wild Beasts That We Know But Little About
1: relied upon the expertise of Cox and the writings in his book. This list included references to the dangerous Snollygoster and the Slide Rock Bolter, as well as the Squonk, a beast described as
0: entirely harmless, though very curious. He made quite a list in that book.
1: I have a postcard of a goster that came in one of those cryptid box sets that Tommy got me once. I just love
0: that it's still around.
1: I, it's one of one that I haven't, hadn't heard of, you know? You, there's so many of these things out there.
0: That's because there were just l- lumber dudes back then going like, it's a, uh, you know, it's a roperite. It's a old yeah. hoogag. Here's it's one of a- those
1: slide rock vultures.
0: Here's some Wapaloosie. Yeah. Cactus cat, normal. Whirling wumpus. Wimpus. Is a cactus cat a cat that has cactus things coming out of it? I believe the cactus cat is the one that when you, when it runs at a tree, it crushes it. Which oh. been there. I mean, it uh, explodes <laughs> the tree.
1: Huh. Not a cactus, any tree?
0: Well, actually, I'm I'm mixing it up with the. Uh, there's another one that busts up trees. The cactus cat has thorny hair, okay. long and rigid thorny hair, with a branched tail. So I, it has.
1: Kind of, look, it looks like
0: a yeah. I spindles okay. all over itself. Yes, yeah, so it's a sharp and pokey cactus cat that likes cactuses. I mean, you like your own kind.
1: Yeah, though that's true. Yeah, they're like, oh, you look like one of me. Speaking of cacti. I bought one the other day that has a little card in it that was like, I'm a huggable cactus. And it's special cacti that don't have pokies.
0: So then if you're the, your children run up and yeah. grab it with full force, they're not Yes, they devastated. can hug it if they'd like to. <laughs> that's awesome. See, mm-hmm. I, they, maybe they make cactus cats like that, too. Those are the domesticated cats.
1: Yeah, that's it really originally cactus cats. Then we all domesticated this. them, got all the needle kind of like, you know. Wolves, well, the wolves and dogs are different, right? Those aren't the same.
0: I just I don't look at the I don't deuce. think they're the I think the wolf <laughs> is a wolf and a dog is a dog. I think they splintered off from a common ancestor many millions of years ago. Or maybe I'm thinking of a coyote. A coyote is its own thing. A
1: dog is a descendant of a wolf.
0: Kind of like a chicken's a descendant of a dinosaur.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think this is Right. Could I Google it? Yes. Am I going to right now? I'm not. So if I'm wrong, just
0: think it, write it down, (laughs) put it in the trash can. You don't got to email it to me. It's their special filing cabinet, which is a shredder. <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but that's again another office reference because I've been rewatching The Office. But the uh, we've got to get back to the very serious scientific business of discussing uh, the squonk. squonk. We have ti- We have no time for wolves and coyotes. Mm-mm.
1: Cox explained that the squonk was most commonly found in the hemlock forest of Pennsylvania, referring to the prevalent hemlock tree, the Quaker state's official tree. Hemlocks provide coverage and protection for all manner of life in the forest, helping cool the area in the summer and protect the ground from snowfall in the winter. Squonks are perfectly at home under this dense coverage, as they are nocturnal and travel mainly at twilight.
0: Another hard relate, also oh, yeah. nocturnal. That's true. Oh, they're lining up. <laughs> like to hang out at night. Oh, they're all there. Again, you see why this is... I think, stuck around for hundreds of years now. Well, almost a hundred and some changed years because we all feel it. Whether you're a lumberjack in 1910 or whether you're a kid on Tumblr today, you're like, fuck yeah, I feel that.
1: (laughs) I feel that. We can all relate to that. Sightings of the squonk dated back before Cox's book, at least to the 1700s, when colonizers came to Pennsylvania and encountered the area's beautiful flora and fauna. One pioneer named Master Harmon Beck settled on a piece of farmland near a hemlock forest in the central area of the state. According to the Dunn County News, the Beck family was disturbed by the same eerie sound each night as they sat down to dinner.
0: From within the forest, an eerie wailing noise floated through the air. The weeping was not like a baby's cry. It was not like a bellering calf. It was an unearthly sound.
1: After the family endured the sounds for a time, they could no longer take it, describing it as
0: nerve-wracking.
1: One night, fed up, Master Beck slammed on his fork, grabbed his shotgun, and headed out toward
0: the source of the sound. This is one of these where we do the research and write the outline, and it isn't until we're on the air out loud that Master Beck sounds different than it (laughs) looks (laughs) written. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) I didn't even... Think of that. You were like Master I'm- Beck, Master Beck, Master Beck. Can we, Master Beck, Master Beck? Excuse me, Master like, Beck.
1: I'd like to go just by Harmon, if yes. everyone's okay with that. Can, can we just? I'd like a name addendum. I just want to go by Harmon. I was thinking in my head, Beck, the artist, oh. and was laughing thinking about Beck in the forest
0: at dinner, now. real pissed with a shotgun. Just headed out Into the into the hemlock With his um, very, I just like imagine 90s to 2000s Beck With kind yeah. of like The like old Jim Halpert haircut Kind of like a He had like must yes. hair And kind of a p- pouty mouth Just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go find this squonk <laughs> Like thanks Master Beck It's just He's Beck. like It's Beck I sent a memo Please read it That is why This celebrity singer Beck Goes only by Beck He had to drop Master Beck Yeah He was getting booked for shows that. Yeah, that
1: he showed up and they were like, um, why why are you dressed? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, did you not. Oh, is it part of it?
0: (laughs) You can take it off. It's cool. It's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Under the cover of lush hemlock trees, Beck saw it.
0: Leaning up against a large rock was the ugliest creature he'd ever seen. It was about the size of a dog, but its skin sagged and bagged as if it didn't fit right. The eyes were large, bloodshot, and tears poured from them.
1: When Beck raised his gun to put the creature, who he believed was weeping due to injury, out of its misery, the squonk cried harder. Its tears covered its warty body, and soon the whole animal disappeared. The Beck family weren't the only ones to allegedly have a run-in with the squonk. In 1912, the El Paso Herald published the harrowing encounter of J.P. Wentling of St. Anthony Park, Minnesota, who
0: had previously resided in Pennsylvania. The paper printed his encounter. Wentling had a disappointing experience with a squonk near Mont Alto. He made a clever capture by mimicking the squonk and inducing it to hop into a sack in which he was carrying it home. When suddenly, the burden lightened and the weeping ceased, Wentling unslung the sack and looked. There was nothing but tears and bubbles. Please stay tuned for Beck's new record, Tears and Bubbles. (laughs) I
1: really, I honestly feel like all of this is kind of on brand with Beck. (laughs) And like feeling like you need to, uh, you're an outsider, fit in. You're just kind of trying to find your place in the world. Isn't that what he's been singing about for I don't know, a long time now.
0: It's all of his music. I'm trying <laughs> to remember $10,000 right now, Heather. This is for the championship. Name one Can you song. you name a Beck song? By Beck.
1: Um, shit. I had it and now I've lost it. Hold on. Hold on. Somebody's screaming right now. Oh, in the so future. many people are screaming right now. And guys, we know. Hold on. His last I'm gonna record I'm going to get it. Don't, look, don't I, tell I, me. I'm not going to tell it's you. Like in my head. It was very popular in high school. Wait. Oh. Oh, uh, tune.
0: Name that tune. Damn. Oh. Uh, there it is. What is it? Just tell me. I feel like a big blank because I couldn't remember. Loser. There it is. Um, I oh, will say Oh, see? That song. It relates to the
1: squonk. I'm a loser, baby. <gasps> baby so, why don't so why don't you kill, you kill me?
0: me? You can't, because I'll dissolve into tears. <laughs> we just have made so many connections. His, what are other Beck songs? His, um, I was gonna say I really like his 2017 record, Colors, is really good. His top five on Spotify are Loser, E Pro, The Valley of the Pagan's, featuring Beck. So that must be it. Night Running, Nocturnal, Night Running, <gasps> yeah. and. The Devil's Haircut, which is what you look like when all your hair gets shaved off and you That's look true. like a big ball sack walking around. So it's all, it all it's, it all, and E-Pro, the squonk has gone totally mainstream on the internet. So it's like an E-Pro, like email, E-whatever, it's an E-Pro. It's, but it's all of those. The song I was trying to think of was Up All Night, which is off of the 2017 album Col- Colors, and it's just a really good song. I recommend it. Oh, wait. It. But How Up does All Night. Go? The squonk is up all night. The squonk is
1: up all night. He's nocturnal.
0: That's my, that's my fave Beck song. Is Beck
1: the squonk?
0: Beck is the squonk. I think we figured it out. <laughs> we figured out. Are you going to play I can, um, Up All Night?
1: I know uh, that I know it, but I can't think of it.
0: Let me see if I can just find the um chorus. Yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. I just want to stay up all night with you. That's the squonk.
1: One of my weaknesses is recalling song titles movie titles actors whatever in a pinch
0: yes you have I'm to. not good at it I'm not good at it i used to be i'm better with anything that's a movie or actor or face i can usually picture but something like that where it's like out of thin air think of a thing i can't believe loser i can't believe i didn't think of that yeah but
1: no i'm i'm i feel like a bit of one because i couldn't think of it
0: it all fits it's, with a squonk Damn. that's
1: what i'm saying conspiracy
0: Sinister Hood will be right back. The Squonks'
1: prevalence even inspired a poem printed in publications across the country in 1912, titled,
0: Paul's Hunting Trip, which read, My pop and me played hunters, and my pop told me the name of every beast we killed, and we sure shot some awful game. We got a Squonk behind the door, and then we got a wang, and pop nailed Bill Dads by the score whenever I'd say bang we killed big winks beneath the bed <laughs> and squiddles in a trunk and then Mama come in and said to pop you brute you're drunk <laughs> I also love as a, we're both comedians as a connoisseur of comedy fuck yeah to pause hunting trip of 1912 that it's still funny <laughs>
1: <laughs> they he still got stands it. the test of time oh I got it and then we got a wang cause wang also has an h so I'm not sure what it, <laughs> it is <laughs> And then Bildad's by this. What are all these things?
0: Bildad is in William Cox's book. Do you want me to look up Bildad and the Cox book? Bildad and the Cox sounds like a (laughs) Motown
1: quartet. And I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes, I would like to hear what a Bildad
0: is. It says it only occurs in a one pond in Hurricane Township in Maine. It's about the size of a beaver, but has long kangaroo-like hind legs, short front legs, webbed feet, and a heavy hawk-like bill. Its mode of fishing is to crouch on a grassy point overlooking the water, and when a trout rises for a bug, to leap with amazing swiftness just past the fish, bringing its heavy, flat tail with a resounding smack over him. This stuns the fish, which is immediately picked up and eaten by the bill dad. It has been reported that 60 yards is an average jump for an adult male. Wow. It's a big old weaver.
1: Yeah. Get yourself in the Olympics. One of those <laughs> long jump contests. You're <laughs> sure to win. Playing for the United States. A
0: bill dad from Hurricane Township, Maine. And it's like, <laughs> eh. <laughs> They're like, It oh, won. This it won. Guy,
1: you don't even know. He's unstoppable. He
0: can jump 60 yards in one leap. And he fucks. And he fucks. He's a big old <laughs> beaver. And he fucks. Cryptid Olympics. Crypt Olympics. <gasps> Cryptid Olympics, where the cryptids all come together. Nessie's there and doing a swimming with Champ. We have so many cryptids from around oh. the country, the, around the whole world. They could all come together in the spirit of teamwork and unity. Oh my gosh! Where are they going to be hosted? We'll decide. Stay tuned for our 2022 tour, Sinisterhood Cryptid Olympics. <laughs> May I make a recommendation, please? The moon. Done. <laughs> Why not?
1: I feel like Earth, not magical enough to Can't hold, hold all of those creatures in one place. We got to go to outer space.
0: We're going to outer space. And we'll bring the Wang, the Bill Dad, the Winks, and the <laughs> Squiddles. they are all be bringing there. Bringing them all.
1: We're bringing them all. <laughs> Just seven years after William Cox first described the Squonk, it was being called... A little known but
0: interesting animal
1: by news publishers nationwide. Perhaps related, a man named Henry Peel in Anderson, Indiana, reported being attacked by a red, white, and blue squawk on his way home from work in February of 1919. However, the report was included under the headline reading, Prohibition Notes. And ran alongside the story of a monster snee with eight foot wings and the tail of a two headed woof and puff fighting a six legged glig at a place called Beaver Creek.
0: <laughs> Where else would oh. that happen? If the moon is not available, Beaver Creek's a good You gotta second. go to
1: Beaver Creek. If you can't see the moon, you gotta go around to the beaver. Go on, You're Usually creek. pretty close to each other. Beaver Creek is a real creek, I think around here.
0: There's a lot of Beaver Creeks all over the country. I like to pretend... Maybe I'm, think, I'm thinking of Possum Kingdom. We do have that too? Beaver, Possum, similar. Well, th- I think Possum Kingdom has jurisdiction over Beaver Creek because a kingdom's bigger than a creek. That's just my opinion, <laughs> jurisdictionally speaking.
1: There's also a Toadie song written about it.
0: Fuck yeah, it's such a good song.
1: Although, as we'll see, the Squonk's been mentioned in some music too.
0: It ain't just Beck. The Squonk is famous. <laughs>
1: As the squonk gained more attention, more stories were published about various run-ins. In 1924, Neb Hicks, a lumberjack, claimed to have wagered 1,000 pounds of sterling silver with his boss that Hicks could capture a squonk. On his hunt to prove the squonk's existence, Hicks ran into some good luck. He recounted to his nephew,
0: Well, my lad, I'm not out hunting more than five hours when I hear sounds like those of a weeping baby. To me... These sounds were the sweetest music I had heard because I knew it was a squonk. Or it's a weeping baby that has been
1: lost in the forest and needs help.
0: He's like, oh, hell yeah. I love this (laughs) sound. And it's like the baby's like, mama. (laughs) (laughs) Most people walking
1: through the forest, if you hear the sounds of a child crying, either haunted forest, Hansel and Gretel situation. (laughs) Third option, squonk. None of them are something I really want to deal with.
0: I'm going to say, don't jump to squonk, though, because if it is uh, a real baby, you want to help.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Especially I, if it's handsome and Gretel. I'll investigate. And then once I determine what's going on, I'll decide if I'm going to intervene.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't, there's, everybody wants to grab the squonk and hunt the squonk. I think this is a lesson. Leave it be. Mm-hmm. Leave it be. Hicks followed the animal for three hours. He yelped
1: in the style of a squonk until his target staggered into a paper bag Hicks was holding. He took the bag with his prize back to the logging camp, eager to collect his 1,000 pounds of silver. However, when Hicks opened his bag to great anticipation
0: back at the camp, it revealed... Nothing but salt water and bubbles. Again? (laughs) I bet it's because the squonks, if it's backed into a corner, it dissolves and then it can move freely and then re, you know, come back together. But if it's in a bag and you're walking with it, you're like drip, 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 drip. You're dripping the little parts of the – your sack is dripping squonk juices the whole walk back to the lumber camp. Yeah, and that's never uh, good. No, and then when you get there, the squonk has been so dissipated that it can never – all the king's horses and all the king's men. You know what I mean? You can't put it back.
1: You can't put it back just like Phil Collins saying. <laughs>
0: god damn there's a song called squonk by genesis that song's a jam dude is it i i liked it i did not like it i thought it was a good record it kind of rocked
1: but oh i love phil collins uh if we recall i demanded that we all listen to phil collins in the no, car
0: burned into on my the memory. way
1: Certainly. what did nobody <laughs> like my chicago phil collins jam sesh in the car
0: now is a good time because we're here among friends. <laughs> oh, no. It was just early in the day to be, but it was good because it did. I didn't expect it, but I also love to surrender to the ceaseless unfolding of life. So I did not wake <laughs> up that day saying, I'm about to fucking jam out to 80s power ballads this whole time. So my initial reaction was, okay, all right. And then you hear Pizza Terra hit those high notes and I'm all in, baby. Like, you know. You do? I w- it's like I got invited to a party. I didn't know what the theme was. And I was like, okay. I didn't know we had anything. But this is a vibe, including Phil Collins. Well,
1: I appreciate you and Tommy um, <laughs> suffering through
0: <laughs> I my music you. choices. I was vibing. You were fine. Yes. I'm always vibing. And then Tommy gave you those Chicago records. You know true. he couldn't. He, he couldn't have been that upset. He would have been like, "They don't make any records of that band. They burned them all." Like they <laughs> that, you know, ba- gave, that band you broke up, and then they got rid of every song they've ever made. They ran them over with one of those. They used to do that in the '90s. Kids, kids, listening up. <laughs> if you don't know, they're trying to ban your books. They used to try to ban our CDs because Marilyn Manson was going to ruin everything, and they would run them over with like actual mini bulldozers in like piles and try to burn know them. that yes it's so cringy to see all the shit that's going on now i'm like you all tried this before but back then we didn't have the internet to just get our shit we would get it from our friends but now we just like have the internet so like none of that <laughs> matters like yeah. bulldoze everything you want we'll just get it online you can't
1: bulldoze the internet oh, many, tried. Have tried. Oh, yes, many have tried many have failed <laughs> The wart-covered being was further legitimized when it was included in American journalist H.L. Minken's book, The American Language Supplement 1. Published in 1921, the book was intended to formally categorize and clarify differences in American and British English. Though it was mentioned, the squonk didn't get much love from Minken, who called it a pathological
0: monstrosity, for it is covered with warts and moles and weeps constantly in self-pity. Maybe that's you, (laughs) Mankin.
1: I got nothing but beef for Mankin because (laughs) there's a Mankin in Succession, too. That's a real piece of shit. So
0: if you're named Mankin, get out of here. Yeah. Don't try to. I wonder if they named the character after him because he was a famous journalist and uh, publisher. And Succession, don't they own like a company like The Cable? Do they own the news? (laughs) they do on the nudes uh Minken is uh
1: running for president so he's. Oh, i see he's not involved with that well he is but you know watch succession there's one episode left in the whole series and i told tommy last night i'm gonna be legitimately sad when it ends because <laughs> it's so freaking good and this season is fire go catch up i
0: know i need to watch all of them before it airs
1: uh yeah 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 <laughs> In a 1932 bedtime story printed in the Long Beach Sun, a grandpa named Silas Flatbottom regaled his young grandson with tales of the squonks found north of Walla Walla, Washington. Grandpa
0: Flatbottom described it as A shy, nocturnal animal, and it has a habit of going through the woods weeping and wailing, much the same as many people do going through life.
1: When Grandpa Flatbottom initially heard the squonks' cries in the woods, He mistook it for a baby. A terrifying thought, given the temperatures outside often dipped to 20 below zero. Grandpa Flatbottom provided his nephew and the paper's readers with more specific information on the squonk,
0: including its size, saying, They're not much wider than railroad tracks, a squonk being no larger than a seagull and having six legs and five eyes, three forward and two aft of its beam. In colder climates like
1: Walla Walla, squonks still cry incessantly, but their tears form an ice coat all over them. If the new coat doesn't melt, the weight of the ice becomes too much to bear and the squonk dies of exhaustion. Grandpa Flatbottom explained, This is why a live squonk is never seen in captivity. Grandpa himself tried to capture a squonk and take it home with him in a sack slung over his shoulder. But much like so many before him, when Grandpa got back to his place, he found the squonk had cried itself into disillusion, and he was left with nothing more
0: than a damp sack. Who amongst us hasn't gotten home? Disappointed, left with just a damp sack?
1: Pappy Flatbottom's damp sack. <laughs> Pappy <laughs> Flatbottom's damp sack. <laughs> Sounds like a watering hole in the swamps of Louisiana <laughs> Where the locals go
0: to have some moonshine. <laughs> They're like, when you get there, uh, Pappy Flatbottom's not going to show you everything right away. But if you ask to see his damp sack, oh, he'll tell you. He'll, he'll take you down below. Mm-hmm. <laughs> down below and let you slurp from the damp sack. <laughs> take a All slurp right. from it. It's um, like when you slap the bag. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: The visual, and no oh, you one guys, got to enjoy but me, You guys was pretending to slap a Phronsie bag
0: and. <laughs> la 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 in my my pantomime was Pappy Flatbottom's damp sack. That was not Phronsie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know. My bad. It's okay. My bad. It's okay.
1: Some lumberjacks tried capturing squonks in wicker baskets rather than sacks or bags. However, the results were the same. When one hopeful logger opened the top of his wicker basket. He expected to see his captured squonk inside, only to be left with salt water and a few bubbles. He cried into his wicker basket and was quoted in a nationally syndicated column called Tall Tales in
0: 1936, saying, I might have known better than to have shut him up in a basket made from the branches of a weeping willow tree. It,
1: two negatives they that cancel right. each other out.
0: Yeah, maybe or he would have thought. they equal a positive? I think I heard my fellow volunteer teaching one of the students about adding negative numbers together. And I was like, oh, damn, really? Just yeah. <laughs> like seventh grade
1: math. No. I was like, oh, fuck, I could. I promise you if I took a seventh grade math class, I would not ace it. No. I would learn some. I would relearn some stuff.
0: You hear, you know, you can, I heard some radius, circumference, pi, and then yep. started hearing integers, and I was like, uh-oh, mm-hmm. there it is. <laughs> there it is. Now
1: we're getting into some deep
0: territory. Yeah, negative plus negative. I think in this case, yeah, they should have, he should not have gone Weeping Willow. Those are, I feel like a Weeping Willow is a strong tree, but you're asking for weeping. Yeah, no, yeah. Sinister Hood will be right back. If
1: you were to catch a squonk, Think twice before attempting to use the creature for magical purposes. Foxfire Castellaw's compendium reports that the mangy fur of a squonk will yield negative results when mixing potions. It is said, though, their internal organs and orange buck teeth can be useful in spells and charms. What monster is taking the internal organs of a squonk and using them for a spell. I'm all for spells, and potions, charms. charms, anything. Please leave the squonk out of it.
0: I think yeah, if it would be one thing if it said the squonk every 6 months or every 6 years sheds its buck teeth in the forest and you can go and collect them. But the idea of running these babies down in order to harvest their organs and yank their teeth from their heads is offensive to me.
1: No, it's poaching and <laughs> I won't stand for it. It is poaching. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, the squonk's tears are its most coveted and powerful attribute. When distilled, the lethargic liquid produces a potent alcoholic beverage. Castellaw warns readers to proceed with caution when concocting the drink. If a batch of squonk moonshine is made with the tears where the dissolved squonk remains trapped, it will leave a terrible taste in the mouth that can
0: last for days. So Pappy Flatbottom only (laughs) fills his damp sack with the tears of a free squonk. These are guaranteed free squonk tears because yes. you don't want, if you go down the road to, I don't know, Big Booty Judy. What's the opposite of <laughs> Pappy Flatbottom? Big Booty Judy. If you go to Big Booty Judy, her squonks are trapped. She's milking trap squonks. All right? When the squonks are trapped, the moon shines crap. All right? I got free squonks. You got free range squonks. <laughs> free range, cage-free, organic, it's- non-GMO squonks. Pappy Flatbottom <laughs> does not sell anybody we're not caging them we're not juicing them with nothing nobody's shooting the squirrels up i'm sorry the squonks we're not we're not doing it to the squirrels they got squirrels too though we eat the meat we don't milk them (laughs) no it's farm to table farm to table (laughs) these are despite their tears they're relatively happy squonks right they're doing great (laughs) (laughs) they look sad all the time but i promise you they
1: got a whole pasture to roam around in out there what do they want (laughs) they
0: got hemlock trees i even planted a bunch of hemlock trees I'm giving them everything they can. That's why you come here, not Big Booty Judy's. Thank not you very Big much. Big Booty Judy's. Thank you for
1: your patronage.
0: Sorry we didn't say Sinisterhood. We'll be right back before Pappy Flatbottom started doing his <laughs> ad. <I laughs> oh, apologize. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get him next time. We'll get He's him next
1: time. one of our new sponsors. And. <laughs> Big Booty Judy was a sponsor and she's going to be really upset that we've now gone with her competitor. So there's going to be a bunch of beef between them.
0: We have to go with what is best for us and our listeners. We can't have bitter squonk moonshine. (laughs) Never. We wouldn't do that to you.
1: Our word is our reputation. We're Mm -hmm. not going to endorse something that we don't feel passionate about that we wouldn't drink ourselves. No, I'm
0: slapping that pappy's damp sack full (laughs) of the sweetest squonk juice you've ever tasted. I'll suck it.
1: I'll suck that squonk juice right out of Pappy's sack every time.
0: (laughs) Be so good. Unhinge your jaw and let her rip.
1: (laughs) Judy, you get out of here now.
0: You you get. You get. I've noticed you all have been going to Pappy Flatbottoms.
1: Yeah, Judy, sorry. We just really can't um, support your illegal trade of squonks in the... um, hemlock
0: louisiana forest <laughs> my so. they're not illegal are they trapped certainly yes <laughs> i keep them trapped so they don't get away i put them in a- aquariums <laughs> <laughs>
1: well judy honestly that was a really smart move and we all applauded that no one had thought to keep them in something that didn't have holes in it until you came along
0: that's right. We just put straws right in the aquarium and you suck it straight from string. It. It's like Razoo's fishbowl. <laughs> you all come in, you sit in the middle, we put the aquarium in the middle of the table. That's how, that's the big booty Judy way. <laughs> We throw a bunch of Mardi Gras beads in there And some
1: plastic swonks floating around Some gummy bears And everybody just gets a big old straw And goes to town
0: Oh man, now you have We're all left with a choice in our lives If we're going to slap Pappy Flatbottom's Damp sack to suck the juice Or go to Big Booty Judy's And go Rezu style around the table For those of you not familiar with Razoo's is a chain restaurant in Northern America That is Cajun themed And Themed is one a good way escape. to it <laughs> <laughs> Themed, yeah, the themed. food is not Cajun <laughs> It's just themed <laughs> It's, it's food with some full
1: <laughs> base seasoning thrown on it
0: honestly <laughs> it's technically food, food. <laughs> legally it's food but legally we cannot say it's cajun food no <laughs> uh,
1: yes but legally they do have a fishbowl which yes. is an alcoholic drink that is literally in a fishbowl and it has all the shit i just said mm-hmm. marty grubby little plastic, plastic gators <laughs> yeah shit and then big old straws and you all just sit around and drink it the thing about it though
0: I love it. I love to do that.
1: <laughs> so great. It's so I, much fun. I might go have a fishbowl later today.
0: Call me. I'll go All and pick right, you up. Let's go, up. Sh- let's go well, to we we'll go
1: split a fishbowl. <laughs> there a is picture. a Razus
0: in Mesquite. We're going to go know exactly where it is (laughs) done tommy's like what are you doing uh heather and i have a work um meeting we have to do (laughs) we have have a work dinner oh (laughs) should i be there no 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 no. i think it's just the two of us Um, (laughs) you edit the episode and when you get to about fifty minutes in you're gonna be like what the fuck that's where they are dinner god then it's too late but by then we're already gone we're gone like the squonk in the night (laughs) we've dissolved
1: into the mole (laughs) god damn go back from whence you came when Funk and Wagnalls, the encyclopedia company, published its encyclopedia on American folklore, Squonk made its way into the pages among other American legends. It was later immortalized by rock and roll legends when, in 1974, American rock band Steely Dan released the song Any Major Dude Will Tell You, that
0: included the lyric Have you ever seen a Squonk's tears? Well, look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this song sucks. I only listened to it once. <laughs> 30 seconds ago as you're recording I, I listened to it
1: last night in the bathroom while i was watching tiktok um i know i'm gonna catch shit about this specifically from our dear friend laura goff who oh
0: man she's such a music sh- expert she likes
1: she loves steely dan i don't like steely dan so i've said it i said it and this song sucks
0: Yeah, until this moment, I could not have sung or told you a Steely Dan song. I just always laugh because one of my favorite comedians used to say, John Neely Bryan is one of the founders of Dallas, also a cephalopod, December 2021 minisode. But his (laughs) name, John Neely Bryan, this comedian used to say, John Steely Dan. So I just assume that's who made Dallas. Like, Um, John Steely Dan made Dallas. John Steely Dan, yeah. But, uh, yeah, just having listened to it right now. Not my bag, baby. It's not my thing, but,
1: you know. Two years later, in 1976, the band Genesis released their album, A Trick of the Tale, featuring an entire song called Squonk.
0: I like that Squonk is making its way into mainstream popularity.
1: And when we say the entire song, it's not like the song is just called Squonk and it's about like two lovers passing in the night. It is about the Squonk. The entire song is a tribute to the Squonk. Phil Collins sounds great. I don't love the song itself, though. It doesn't rhyme, and it annoys
0: me. (laughs) (laughs) That is annoying. But it is Phil Collins' first, I mean, it was the way that he became the lead singer of Genesis, which we learned through our research of this, was that Peter Gabriel was leaving. They were auditioning other people, and there's a, uh, I'll put it in the show notes in the sources link, but there's an interview with Phil Collins who was like, they asked him, to coach the new people to teach them basically how to sing help them through auditions and one guy was really good and was making it through and they had him try to sing the song Squonk and he flubbed he flubbed it up and sucked and he Phil the Squonk he flubbed the squonk you can't stick around in Genesis so they booted him Phil Collins went in laid the squonk down mm-hmm. and he got his gig so the squonk is for good luck too You know what I will say that
1: song having read the lyrics and listened to it is a very difficult
0: song to sing. So that's why Phil Collins is a GOAT. It's, I mean, he's he nails all the, every single, all the the pitch, the changes, all that. And then the lyrics of it is reasonably, I won't say accurate. How accurate can you be when you talk about a woodland fairy tale? But they do talk about the sack was only a bubble, you know, was only bubbles mm-hmm. and tears left and stuff. So they follow it. Like you said, it's not like it's just called Squonk and it's a love song. They're like, we will write a ballad about the American Squonk. <laughs> like <laughs> We're Genesis, goddammit. Who else is going to do it? And Peter Gabriel's like... I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Phil Collins' (laughs) like, I'm in. (laughs) This is my chance. (laughs) I've been, I wrote the Squonk song and I'm going to be the lead singer now. (laughs) I used to really, can I just confess something? I think, have we talked about how I hated Phil Collins a lot when I was in high school? What? We haven't. Why? Can we take a moment for me to confess something? It's because he was nominated for the Tarzan soundtrack for an Academy Award. And my, at the time, husband, Trey Parker, who created South Park, (laughs) and Matt Stone were also nominated. And Mark, I can't remember his name, Mark, uh, he's a really, really good composer, but he wrote the whole South Park movie soundtrack. And Blame Canada was nominated. And I was heavily into my Trey Parker basketball orgasmo obsession at the time. They're Like in love, like printed out pictures on our inkjet printer of Trey Parker and <laughs> stuck them all up over my wall. Rewatched <laughs> Basketball a thousand times to the point that I just like anything that's Lazy Boy. We were talking about Lazy Boy and Paris was like, Lazy Boy, which is a quote from Basketball, the way this kid says it. Oh. He, named, he named his Basketball Lazy Boy because he cut up his recliner, yada, yada. Phil Collins beat Trey and Matt for the Oscar for Best Original Song, wow. Trey and Matt were like, in hindsight, so cringy. They showed up dressed <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Trey was wearing the J-Lo J- J- green Versace uh. dress that like plunged and Matt was wearing a Gwyneth Paltrow dress from the year before. It was like pink. They said that, I believe they took mushrooms or LSD before they went. Oh, so great. them on the red carpet are just like... <laughs> Looking around and, like, that's what I was madly in love with at the time <laughs> as a child. But I hated him because he beat them. And then they did a whole episode where they made fun of him because they're petty. Oh, And yeah. so I was team Trey and Matt. And then as a grown-up, I was like, but some of these songs fucking slap. And now Phil um, Collins is some yeah. of my favorite running songs. Like, because the... Like, the drums, so good.
1: If you can't feel it coming in the air tonight, Come then on. get the fuck out of here.
0: So I just want to apologize to phil collins for our beef we're quatching the beef 2023
1: (laughs) i'm glad that you've come to your senses and now you can appreciate the greatness of phil collins and genesis i hope he is an incredible musician well both before it was used as a name for the saddest creature ever made and after cox included it in his compendium the word squonk has enjoyed many different meanings frequently it was used as an onomatopoeia for the sounds of frogs or geese in one interview in a British newspaper, a man called the act of changing the channel with his television remote squonking,
0: giving the example that he might use. I'll be sitting watching TV with my wife and say, I'm going to squonk this, darling. <laughs> Is that what you were doing last night? <laughs> yeah, I was just squonking. had the remote, was just getting my squonk mm-hmm. I don't know. I wouldn't. I mean, we're all willing to, we're all entitled to make whatever words up we want. If he wants to tell everybody, oh, my, I told my wife last night I was going to squonk the telly at work the next day, (laughs) you can just suffer those consequences with HR. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) He told me he was squonking late at night after his wife went to bed. (laughs) and He just meant changing channels.
1: (laughs) He said that he was going to go squonk in the break room. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know, but then I went in and it was changed from CNN to like, TV land, so I'm not really sure what's happening, but there's also like, it looks like a giant snail has been in there. It's just all <laughs> over the floor. It's fucking terrible it like, in there. Oh he yeah, he was the tra- squonking
0: <laughs> He squonked. It was on Golden Girls, which like, okay, I get it, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Dorothy squonked.
1: <laughs> Blanche, sure shit squonked. Blanche didn't stop squonking. She stayed
0: squonking. She loathed Key squonk. Dorothy was <laughs> squonking on the Lolo. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Rose with, once uh, squonked. Rose squonked. She squonked in
0: a. She killed a it? man. Squon- Rose killed a man? In the, in the Golden Girl, she squonked a man to death. That's one of my favorite That's Golden right. Girls. Episodes. She did. So yes. And
1: Blanche came to the rescue because yes. Blanche knew what to do because she'd also squonked a man like, to three death. three guys. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia was squonking all over Sicily. <laughs> How can you not squonk with that wicker? <gasps> the wicker purse Fuck. is for the squonk. <laughs> she was trapping squonks. Shut up. She was trapping squonks.
0: There's been squonk messages in media. Now that y'all are leaving this episode soon and going on your merry little way, everywhere you go, you're going to see references to squonks. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to start squonking yourself.
1: When you start, you can't stop. No, it's just like Pringles. Once you squonk, you can't stop.
0: They're like, Pringles was actually sued by squonks
1: for (laughs) use of that. Well, if you're planning to look for squonks near you, the compendium has some recommendations on identifying them. A solitary creature, squonks typically only emerge from their underground burrows in the early spring to mate. An average litter for a mama squonk is three to eight baby squonks called squinks. The squinks nurse for a month before heading out on their own. Can, Can you, you believe it? Stop squink! It. So
0: tiny oh. and squishy. I gotta get me a squink, y'all. Just, oh, squink. we'll keep it in a little fish bowl, a little baby squink fish bowl.
1: <laughs> I will turn my entire house into a squonk sanctuary to make them happy. sanctuary. I need the squinks. I'll have a sanctuary. And then as they grow, it becomes the squonctionary. I love
0: it. Petal <laughs> would love it. They can all live together happily. Oh, <laughs> she would <yeah>. be like. <laughs> they can all cuddle. I mean,
1: she kind of might take them on as her own. Little yeah. squinks they nurse. Petal's been fixed, but she's got some teats down there. I mean, they don't work, but they could. Maybe we can like put a little bottle tape it to petals tummy so they so we'll think do. they're getting a little milk really we'll like, create just, a squonk you know?
0: irrigation system and affix it underneath your 90 100 pound pot belly pig it'll be great the squonkery is totally above board we promise it's all about conservation not novelty no no Don't i'm let not it trying to exploit
1: you. them i'm trying to celebrate them and preserve them
0: And grow the squinks to squonks sinister Hood will be right back Well, one
1: thing I probably can't do with my squanctuary is use them as familiars, as one does in witchcraft. The compendium says they're not popular for this because of their appearance and squonk trails make it impossible to clean up after them. Also, their propensity for munching on magical plants makes them a nuisance. Yeah. So I got to keep my magical plants away from the squonks. I think I can make it work. I don't think they have a grotesque appearance. I think they're beautiful. So I welcome a squonk as my familiar. And I we got a Roomba. I'll just have it set to follow it around.
0: Hopefully it doesn't suck it up. God I was going to say they make those like, it's like a similar to a Roomba, but it's a shark cleaner like a steamer yeah. to like see so you can get that but then i thought oh god it gets up behind the squonks and steams the liquid and it sucks it up in there and it's gone
1: you know have you ever seen when like a Roomba goes over like dog poop and then no. poop just goes all over the floor it's like no. that but squonk juice <laughs> you'd
0: oh you'd be like no. it's a wet spot did kate <laughs> was it pedal it was one of the kids what oh happened? god they're like oh god where's the squonks? oh no where are the squinks <sighs> Ah, I lost a whole litter of them. Then you can't, there's nothing even to bury because it's just absorbed.
1: No, yeah, it's right there. Just got to put a cross up in the living room. (laughs) 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 William Cox, a devoted conservationist and the man responsible for securing the squonk spot in the lineup of famous North American cryptids, wrote in the introduction
0: to his 1910 book, The lumber regions are contracting. Some say that the old type of logger himself is becoming extinct. It is my purpose to preserve at least a description and sketch of some of the interesting animals which he has originated.
1: We can all help keep these legends alive so that generations to come can hold up an ear among the hemlock groves and listen for the wail of the squonk. If you do hear one, perhaps let it be. These sad yet sweet creatures
0: already have it rough enough so what do we think well the squonk itself i love i'm glad we were requested to cover this i think it's a cute legend lore that i'm very glad that weird old stuff lives on Mm because i love i love it gives us an uh an insight into what people back in 1910 you know 110 15 years ago as we get older and older you know what they thought was funny. And like humor and the changing, like how humor's changed, how it's evolved, but some stuff like wang is funny. Like bang, wang, like hard A sounds are funny. Squonk is a funny sound. It's like, so when researching this, I was really interested in the concept of a tall tale in general, because this came out of the lumber regions of Northeastern um, United States. And this group of you know people that some people that come together that are away from their families and maybe bored and sitting around and that we all like to I mean, me and you, one of our favorite pastimes is just sitting around together, bullshit, laughing back yeah. and forth. I mean, that's yeah. some of everybody's favorite things is sitting around with your friends, joking around, making silly sounds, saying silly stuff. And it's one trait that I think is unites us all and is inherent in humanity is we all like to sit around and tell like a, oh, bullshit, man. I'll tell you something crazy. Mm -hmm. You know what happened to my grandpappy flat bottom back in the woods (laughs) of Louisiana? You know, people, and maybe it's just also the... I would say I thought, OK, it's kind of the southern oral tradition of everybody. But that's not just southern. It's just humans. I mean, we've had mm-hmm. oral traditions back to Homer and the Odyssey, you know, all the way up till now. So I love that not only does the oral tradition stay and last and we still learn about tall tales, you know, and I hear my nieces be like, have you ever heard of Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox? I'm like, yeah. oh, have I? Just, you know, <laughs> they're not real. Don't embarrass yourself in class. <laughs> Don't ask them. Don't ask them what kind of Dr. Paul Bunyan goes to or where he gets his clothes. It's embarrassing. It's so, embarrassing. Like that, Don't do it. But it's like a rite of passage to learn these things and to pass them on. And I'm glad that the internet has fallen in love with the squonk. We got to get the same love for the Wapaloosie and the uh, Whirling Wimpus and the Bill Splinter Dad,
1: Cat. Bill uh, Dad, <laughs> The snollygaster,
0: The snollygaster, The old yam. Uh, Wind Tosser. There's all kinds of... We're, we're going to look into the Wang and the Bill Dad and all that as well. yeah, we'll look into yeah. As well. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I love that. I love that we cover this and it's fun to just... Get a little peek into the what people, like, silly little poems that people thought were funny back in 1912. Like, I just love that. It makes me feel all nostalgic for comedy. Sinister Hood will be right back. Come on down to Grand Pappy's Slap Shack.
1: <laughs> Pappy, get yourself out of here. <laughs> I just got to tell him about my sack. <laughs> well, after you're finished, then I'll, you tell him to come on down to Big Booty Judy's because I got my
0: squonk sauce on discount this week. If you open the door to Pappy Slap Shack and you scream creepy inside, first of all, we might think you're talking about me because I'm kind of weird. I, I I breathe heavily next to people too close. It's a thing. Anyway, but if you yell creepy, hashtag code creepy, I'll know I'll give you 10% off uh, suck at my slap sack. If you come on down to Big Booty
1: Judy's and you yell sinister through the door, first of all, I'm going to know you're talking about Pappy because that motherfucker has been trying to run me out of this swamp since he first set up shop. But I'll also give you 20% off my squonk sauce. That's
0: right, 20%. Well, what it ain't worth much, taking some price off don't matter, I guess, you insufferable wench. Well, let the people decide. Vote creepy to go to the Slap Shack and sinister to go to B- Judy's Buffet. Let, let the us people. know where you want to go. Squonk. <laughs>
1: Storytelling's been around since the dawn of time. So mm-hmm. it's all it has is evolved, but still some of them hold up. I hope in a hundred years from now somebody's talking about the squonk and they're like, a podcast, first of all, bleep bloop bleep bloop. That's them <laughs> asking their brain, what is a podcast? Because we don't have <laughs> internet. You just ask your brain and then they tell it that. And then they listen to us and they're like, oh, wow. And then we are story that we told gets retold our retelling of a story is retold, you know, it all all over and cyclical. over
0: and the then circle of life. Grandpappy Flatbottom lives again. Big Booty Judy still <laughs> still has her place even Slats. in the future. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. She's not. <laughs> Razoos may have gone out of business by then, but Big Booty Judy's all you can eat buffet <laughs> no, with a special squonk drink. You're good. <laughs> Uh, squonk sauce squonk sauce Tried. <laughs> welcome to judy's try the squonk sauce how can i help y'all <laughs> uh but no i agree yeah i mean not to say that like we're gonna last forever but we've put this out there it's now going to be cataloged on the internet so yeah who knows in generations of like just a bunch of weird millennials like wanted to talk about this sad sack crying lumberjack story and mm-hmm. i think it's just it'll be Gen another X, by the way just got to oh, say. Well, that's true yeah Gen X. am the millennial <laughs> huh? uh but you know uh, but yes, yeah, like we all and and it's not just us. I mean, the internet seems to embrace it. So yeah. seeing now the we have old timey newspaper archives. Well, I imagine we'll have like old timey internet archives we do, the Wayback Machine. Yeah. So having this all preserved, it's cool to see the evolution of the love for these like weird ass stories and weird ass animals. And Ella loves the squonk, whatever her um generation
1: is. Alpha? I think mm. so. I'm not, I don't remember, but uh, she loves it too. So it's already getting passed down, you know?
0: Exactly. And then the love for the squant continues. So no need to cry, little buddy, but you know what? If you want to, it's okay. Let it out.
1: But don't cry because you think you're ugly because Mm. we're here to say everybody's beautiful. All bodies are beautiful and you have your place in this world just like everybody else. Take up the space you want to take up. If you want to cry because it makes you feel better, go ahead. But don't cry because- you don't like what you see in the mirror. I challenge you, Squonk, to learn to love what you see in the mirror.
0: Love yourself. Be nice to yourself, Squonk, like you would be to your little squinks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you can um, learn more about my upcoming Squinctuary um, <laughs> at,
0: at uh, squinctuary.com. <laughs> We're going to have to go to Rezu's and start the paperwork for the nonprofit <laughs> for the Wallace Brown Squinctuary. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you like
1: our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content, like this week's true crime headlines on the Idaho murder updates. Join us on our Q&A this Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central Time and so, so much more. For recent patrons, thank you so much for
0: supporting the show and make sure you stick around after our sign offs to hear your shout out. You can also head to Sinisterhood.com to check out some Sinisterhood merch. Just a reminder, all proceeds in May go to benefit the victim's first fund for those impacted by the Allen Outlet Mall shooting.
1: You can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based
0: playlists and links to live show tickets at Sinisterhood.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. We're on YouTube and TikTok at Sinisterhood Podcast. And search us on Cameo, where we can do customized, personalized video shout-outs. Christy, where are you at online? I'm on Instagram at Christy and Wallace.
1: Uh, Twitter and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. But you know, does anybody <laughs>
0: get on Twitter anymore? Don't do it. It's wild. I don't think, Up and I don't think you should. When I do get on there, it's MCK versus the world. But most of the time, I'm on Instagram and on TikTok at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Keep it squonky. (laughs) Keep it squonky. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for supporting the show on Patreon. Here are your special Patreon shout outs. Brittany Christine. Lizzie Arnett Chen. Chissa Woodling. Ashley Davis. Dodie Rippentrop. Allie Groves. Kathleen Garrity Jenkinson. Paige Harrington. Ashley Corcoran. Janelle Torres. Ivy League Bacon. It's the only Ivy
1: League school I want to go to. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Thank you all so much for supporting the show. We could not do this without you. We hope we pronounce your names correctly. We love you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep it creepy. Sin